Stephen King was a janitor. Ken Casey was an orderly at a mental hospital. Margaret Atwood worked at a coffee shop. Langston Hughes bust tables. James Joyce owned and worked in a cinema. Fyodor Dostoevsky was an engineer. Octavia Butler inspected potato chips for quality. Toni Morrison edited textbooks. And yeah, good old Kurt Vonnegut sold cars for a while. That's right. So, so what we're talking about right now are day jobs. Yeah, you know, the things that creatives and honestly most human beings complain about on a daily basis. Our day job tends to be seen as, as the obstacle to what we're doing, the thing that gets in our fucking way, and we just wish it would just go away so we can fully embrace our greatness. Retail, food and bev, insurance, car sales, cleaning, driving, washing dishes, and doing all the little shit others don't want to do. Our day jobs run the gamut throughout all of society and all of its little corners. But they're just that, right? They're day jobs. They're placeholders. They give us the money to pay the bills, holding the line until we make it, and those billions that we know are on our way come flowing in. We daydream during work days about our future masterclass videos, and we start practicing our wonderfully unique signature, honing it to be just perfect for our impending book signings. We wonder what our house will look like and look at our boss's outfit and determine how we'll be just a little bit more stylish, a little bit more subtle, right? And just a little bit more focused in the impression we give to people. We think about all of those little things about what it's going to be like to see our book in the hands of customers, to see our thing conquering the world. You know what the problem is with day jobs? It's not the time that they take up. No, it's not that. It's not the fact that they're rarely what we consider our life's calling. It's not even that they don't pay enough or that they can be a real pain in the ass. Those are all kind of individualistic problems. None of them are particularly universal to the day job. See, the problem with day jobs, honestly, well, it's that we don't appreciate them. We don't. We don't appreciate our day jobs. Let's start with the obvious. The obvious thing we don't appreciate about them which is that we honestly just don't appreciate getting paid sometimes, right? This isn't a writer or creative thing either. This is kind of an American thing. We always think about how much more we could make, right? Uh, I was blogging and working as a consultant, and I had a judgment against me from an ex-wife, so that was fun, and I had to pay it, and I, I just didn't have the money. So... Um, I was trying to do this consulting thing and hustle this and hustle that. And I ended up working at a retail bookstore, shelving books for, you know, right around nine bucks an hour. Shelving books for nine bucks an hour because that amount of time that I was getting to work there at that pay rate was giving me enough money to ensure that I could make my monthly payment to my ex-wife that I'd agreed to in the court filing. Like that, that was it. I, I could do it. Little money stacks to big money. That's the thing I learned back then, right? I learned that little money, those quarters, those $9 an hour jobs, those $1, they stack into larger sums over time. And within a year, I had paid off my ex. Everything was done. It was fine. 
And I'll never forget shelving books there and seeing one of the consultants I do, a photographer, um, honestly a bit of an asshole, come in uh, from this entrepreneurial community that I used to be a part of and look and go, oh, Matt, I, I didn't realize you were here. I'm like, yeah, I shelve books here, you know, a few days a week. Um, well, you know, Matt, things get better. Things get better. And the amazing part is he didn't ask me why I was doing it or what was going on. He just assumed, and this is probably why I called him an asshole. He just assumed that the reason I was there was because it had to be negative. Now you can look at me and say, well, Matt, you said you had to pay an ex-wife and that's true. He didn't know that, right? The assumption was that it was negative. So I'm going to use this story to kind of bridge points. I'm going to use this as a transition on the one hand, yeah, even a little bit of money is money and you stack it up. And look, that doesn't mean we don't need living wages. That doesn't mean we don't need a ton of reform in what people, especially in lower end jobs are making. I completely agree with that. I do. I've worked them. I still work one. Um, but guys, just in end all be all, you got to figure that shit out, right? Like you got to realize getting paid something is better than getting paid nothing. You know, there's an old rule in sales when you partner up with somebody and you're like, oh, I'm only going to get 50% of the deal, right? 50% of a big sale is better than 100% of jack shit. It just is. So getting paid is good. But the other part of that I want to talk about is, is that that second part of it, right? Things get better. That implication that I was here because, you know, my dream had faltered and I was on the boulevard of broken dreams stop in a retail big box store. Okay. I mean, that's that, right? This is the problem with day jobs. We don't appreciate them. It's absolutely true. In our bouts of time where we're spending that time being super fucking impressed with ourselves, we tend to discount our day jobs as something that just gets along the way, right? We're focusing on that destination a thousand miles down the road with those book signatures and those like covers and what our master class is going to look like and how it's going to feel to accept the Pulitzer Prize or the Nobel or whatever the fuck you're going after in your field. And we're looking at that and that image is super crystal clear in us and we're just, we're all there. And the problem is we're not present on the fucking road. It's a thousand miles down the road and we're not looking at the one mile that we're currently on. And when we do this, when we think that way, we miss things. We miss things. It's absolutely true. We miss all these wonderful moments and stories being presented us, right? The lessons that we could learn, they all pass us by. We miss all this incredible stuff. Right? We, we miss the people that we're meeting and the things that we're seeing. Like writers, it occurs to you that during Stephen King's time as a gender, Ken Kesey's time as, as a guy working in a mental hospital, shit, my time in insurance sales all like contributed something to the writing work they did every last one of them all of them were in some way contributing to that they all did hell i have a litany of day jobs let's go down them i've worked in furniture warehouses delivered furniture cleaned up trailers for people who moved uh worked in food and bev tended bar worked in a university bookstore i was in the military for 13 years which consisted mostly of fixing airplanes all over the world um, I was a onboarding accountant and a customer service rep at a startup tech company. Um, I was an insurance salesman. 
Uh, I was a business consultant in the fields of messaging and marketing. Um, I was the partner in a doomed coaching business. Uh, you know, like, and I say partner in the loosest sense of the word. We'll get to that story, I'm sure, sometime in the podcast. But, uh, and, you know, now I'm a mark, I've been a copywriter and now I'm a marketing director slash copywriter. I basically still do that and I do the marketing director thing. So, I mean, I've had a ton of these things. Oh, and the retail bookshelving job. You know, like, guys, think, I mean, I've had a ton of these things. And that's not even counting all the tiny little odd jobs here and there I've done for some cash. You know, or or the time I substitute t- substitute taught or, or the different specialties in the military like being a military instructor. Like that, that, that doesn't even take into account all of those things. How many of those, by the way, sound like novel writing? Maybe the copywriting one does. Maybe the bookstore one sounds really romantic because that's the problem, right? The problem is this, this overinvestment with romance. Right, we we think of ourselves as writers, and we want to be super, super romantic. We want to see that future, right? We want to be cool, you know. We think the things we're supposed to be doing are the shit we think other writers were doing. But the problem is, we never really read or study about them. We just get these images in our head. It's pop culture bullshit. It's the biggest thing young writers have to shirk. I'm I'm serious. The biggest thing young writers have to shirk is this romantic romanticization. God, but it's a rough day, guys. It's a rough day. But this romanticization by by the media of what writers do, right? And you see it, for example, I'm I'm gonna do it. We're gonna avoid her politics, but I'm gonna do it. We see it in the J.K. Rowling story. Oh, she was she was on her last dime and she sat down with her yellow pad and wrote her book. And she's also like a one in a million fucking story, everybody. Right. More often, the writing story is, yeah, he was working this job and did that job and doing odds and did shit here. I mean, what Bukowski was like, worked for the post office. Yeah. Part of writing is living, by the way. That, that's the point. Part of writing is living life and, and getting stories and knowing what that is. And you can't do that unless you're out there in the world doing shit, which is generally what your day job is. But even I was in college when I hung out in little groups of writers and actors and artists and everything else, and we were super fucking self-important, and we thought it was amazing. And I write very little about those people. I do write about the other people I encountered, people I worked with in kitchens and things like that. I actually had a really wonderful blog post I put up, I think, about a year ago, um, talking about food and Bev and, and, you know, retail workers and all the quote-unquote peons and the secret little world of that because there is if you've ever worked in a kitchen there's a secret world that goes on back of house there's a secret world in those retail stores you are where they go behind the doors you know the ones with the numeric keypad locks that you can't get behind there's a whole other place for employees back there it's these secret little parts of the world I'm, I'm really always kind of fascinated by them it makes it into my writing now but you see where i'm going you see where I'm going? It's not the destination. It's the fucking journey. You won't get to the destination if you don't take the journey. See, we've become obsessed with the quick deal. We have, man. We love Shark Tank. We want Mark Cuban to cut us a billion dollar check for our thingy. And then we've made it. Not realizing so many of those guys on Shark Tank have been working this shit for years. And a lot of those deals go nowhere. They don't. That's it. That's it, man. Like, that's the thing. 
There's no quick, easy answer, right? Oh, J.K. Rowling got her Harry Potter book deal. Right, I'm sure it took no work to write Harry Potter. I mean, it was no work at all. She just sat down and it was a fun-filled, coffee-fueled afternoon. Guys, get real. Come on. So what I'm telling you is think about the day job. I just think about what it is you do and, and are you appreciating what it could be? Because here's the reality, harsh reality. And if you're a writer, a creative, uh, uh, an aspiring entrepreneur, here it comes. You ready? You better learn to find fucking happiness with that day job because the odds are it's going to be there a lot longer than you think. I'm serious. Find that happy medium with your day job. Find a way to like live and love and learn. Embrace the suck. Whatever it is, you better learn about it. And how you do that is a part of who you are, right? If you're a writer, and that's where I speak of most of the stuff, but I know some of you aren't and, and that you take these lessons as like life lessons. And I'm, I'm happy they work that way. If you're a writer, think about it as research, right? What are you learning in the place that you are? What are you observing in the place that you are? Think about all the shit you could write about just from this one little job that you held. Whether it's the kind of stuff you want to do or not, I don't know. Just think about it for a minute. You could write some really, really incredible stuff based just on your shitty day job that you hate. Right? We're talking day jobs. What's your day job? What else do you do to pay your bills? Because don't underestimate that ability to pay bills, damn it. That is nice. That ability to buy food and, and to subsist in the world. Because I don't know a writer that writes really well on starvation. I don't. We, can, we play this romantic card like it's great and there's something there. It, it's not. And it's damaging and it's stupid. It's the same crap we do as writers when we assume that you have to be drinking or you have to be doing drugs or you have to be doing whatever to be an actual writer. Guys, writers are a myriad group with all kinds of different thought patterns and habits and things like that and entirely different philosophies about the work they do. So if you're still sitting there going, well, real writers have a bourbon and a cigarette before they write, then cut the shit and grow the fuck up. Right. And, and if you're still sitting here going, well, real entrepreneurs, we do this. So I'm going to live that entrepreneur life. Guys, get ready because I've been there. That entrepreneur life is a lot of hard fucking work. And you just have to be happy with the kind of work you're doing. Stop this like romanticization of what of, of what you think you're doing, what you think you're going to have. Give it up. Enjoy the journey. Love what you do. We talked about this last week, right? Love what you fucking do. So here's my challenge. Love your fucking day job. Yeah, there's my challenge. Find a way to love your day job. Because if you can take that job that, that pisses you off, that annoys you, if you can take that day job, if you can take it and you can make it something spectacular, you can fall in love with it and find the good in that journey. Shit, what an incredible writer you're going to be. If you can find that thing, what an incredible human being you're going to be because you're going to learn to be present in the time and appreciate life. You get one life. It's never perfect. It's not. It's just not ever going to be perfect. So if you can learn to find the joy in the little things, even the things that piss you off, that's power. 100%. That's power. 
So just remember, your favorite writer had a day job somewhere. And odds are, they drew some experience from that, some knowledge from that that made those books that you love. Your favorite businessman learns stuff from working shit jobs. Your favorite anything learns something from somewhere. So I guess the ultimate journey is day jobs are just one more facet of that, that general reflection of enjoy the journey and be on the road. It's the best you can do. You don't know where it ends. That's the news flash. Practice that signature all you want. You may never do a book signing. You don't know. The best you can do in the game of life is ante up and play your hand. Ask for some new cards every once in a while. Keep trying to go. Eventually, your chips run out. They all do. Doesn't matter if you're Jeff Bezos or a poor man puking in an alley this morning. If you froze in a, if you froze waiting to get into a warming shelter last night or you're Elon fucking Musk, the truth is the chips run out for every single human being. From North America to Afghanistan. The Cape of Good Hope to fucking Siberia. It runs out. So you might as well enjoy the journey. Think about it. Take a minute. Listen to this. Think about your day job. And try to find something you appreciate about it. Until next week, you know, I'm uh, Matt. Just another working writer. And this has been another confession. I'll see you next time.